Welcome to the Expats in Dubai show, your home for deeper news, behind the scenes and real life stories. Hey everyone, it's Amber Wahid and welcome to the Expats in Dubai show. In the last few episodes of the great fraud fight back, we discussed that if you are querying your investments with your current financial advisor, instead of reaching out to lawyers in the first instance, you could send off an information-only letter of authority to all parties and companies requesting detailed and pertinent information on all aspects of the investments. And we gave you five specific items that you could request in writing in episode four with Sam Instone. And I'll quickly run through them again. So you can request a signed client fact find, a dated and signed reasons why or suitability letter outlining their recommendations or associated costs and all associated risk warnings, a written dated proof of any risk assessment they undertook before any investment was entered into, a written and detailed breakdown of all initial and ongoing commissions, marketing fees and advisor fees, and a written and dated record of when and why any funds were changed and how that related to your experience and risk profile and the time horizons and aims they had stated. Now to share my experience of requesting this information from my former advisor, Neil Grant completely ignored this request. Then, in 2016, he joined a local insurance broker as a partner and was running his advisory business through their company license and was working under their brand. With that in mind, I again wrote to both Neil Grant and his new company requesting information, explanations and transparency on my trust and risk profiling and on the advisory qualifications Grant held and copies of those certificates. Neither party responded. By law, I cannot force them to provide me with this information, but I can and I did use the fact that they ignored my request. And because they ignored it, I had no option but to file a police and then a legal case against them. So it helps in that respect that the police and the courts can see that they took no action to rectify matters that were repeatedly brought to their attention and that their behaviour was unreasonable and police and court action was the only option left for me to get answers about my money. Now, I wanted to draw your attention to another option. A second option that you can pursue is that you can make a data subject access request pursuant to the recently enacted GDPR legislation. So here I thought of again sharing my experience with you on ordering this. We had opened a legal case in Jersey for breach of trust against Guardian Global Capital Swiss SA and its chairman, Philip Van Nass, as the current trustee of my trust. The trust deed contains rules which the trustee must comply with. If we can prove it acted improperly, for example, allowing their sister company, Guardian Asset Management, to invest my money without oversight, the trustee may be responsible for losses incurred. The Data Subject Access Request, DSAR, is a relatively new initiative in Jersey. Within four weeks of receipt, a company is obligated by law to provide you with all the personal data that it holds concerning you. And you don't need a lawyer to request this information. You can do it yourself. In 2018, we ordered a DSAR from Guardian Asset Management and all the information they held on me and my trust 
And I was really intrigued to see what was being said within the internal walls of the company with regards to my trust, you know, what actions they had taken, how did they process my data, and who did they share it with, as this disclosure could be helpful going forward in our legal case against Guardian Global Capital. Now, I have to warn you that although they have to action this request, you may encounter some delay in actually having this order actioned. Guardian Asset Management managed to, within the law, extend that order to eight weeks at the 11th hour with the excuse that my DSAR is, quote, complex as it gives rise to a range of regulatory and legal considerations. And they utilised the law and that pursuant to Article 27.2 of the Data Protection Jersey Law 2018, they shall respond further to my DSAR within eight weeks. It was all a game to them. They drag their feet in responding and hope after a few months people decide to give up. That's how they suck the energy out of you. After 13 weeks and with no further legal technicalities to exploit, Guardian Asset Management finally disclosed information related to me and my trust and it was highly insightful. The first incredible surprise was that after eight years of managing my trust since inception in 2010, I was expecting to receive a huge parcel for my DHL courier. Instead, it was a misery package. When I opened the package, it was equally dismal. It was so bad that they had included extra blank pieces of paper to buff up the package. And upon closer examination, there were also a lot of repetition of copies of emails. And some pages I actually squinted trying to work out what they could be but they were clumsily photocopied and it was impossible to know what they represented. The second surprise was that I didn't find one email between Neil Grant and Philip Vanass, his old wingman. Not a single email, which is substantially inconsistent with their type of relationship, which of course lends to suspicions that they may have destroyed some documents. Anything is possible with rogues. The danger for them is that if I have, say, an email, or I later came into possession of an email that they didn't disclose in their package to me, this has serious legal consequences for Guardian Asset Management. So it would be a risk that they take and shoulder not to disclose all the information they have on me, or if they had destroyed it. Despite what they had previously said about the reason for their delay in providing this dossier to us, that it was, quote, complex as it gives rise to a range of regulatory and legal considerations, only some six words were redacted due to the personal details that referred to other clients, i.e. their name. So it was basically just a delaying tactic on their behalf. I was flabbergasted by the contents of the dossier. More tellingly, I was surprised by what it didn't show, When I actually see the extent of their non-action, I was genuinely shocked. Overall, the paper trail in the DSAR reveal that there was no discussion on the management of my trust or related investment management matters. There was no documentation showing the risk profile of the investments that Guardian Asset Management made. And Guardian Asset Management had never asked about the type of investments that I wanted it to make. There was not a single correspondence on my trust itself and its state or concern on the selection of funds or any concerns in relation to its continual decline. The trust was full of startup, short-term, high-risk, unregulated, suspended, illiquid funds and consistently losing money over the years. 
They had a duty to review the trust. They had a duty to act in my best interest. There was none of that. No one had been reviewing it or taking care of the trust. Simply put, they had done no work on it. And clearly my trust had been sitting on a top shelf somewhere collecting dust. Their top priority was fees. The vast majority of their internal discussions were on the subject of fees and the messages discussed fees related to the trust. And in other emails, Guardian senior staff discussed Grant's unpaid fees. There was information regarding Grant's criminal court case in Dubai. In short, a lot of backtracking going on by Philip Van Nass on the, quote, Neil Grant situation as he referred to it. He wrote... I have not at any time provided a statement to the court in Dubai. Strange, as we had a copy of Vanassa's statement to the prosecutor. When discussing the trial and Grant, he states that he was unaware that Neil Grant has been convicted, despite my sending him a copy of the criminal verdict one month prior to him writing that email to which he had responded to. The guy is unbelievable. He's orbiting on a different planet. He's making it up as he goes along. His big mistake was to state he had conducted the due diligence because the terms of business document between Grant and Guardian clearly showed he hadn't, or he turned a blind eye to what had been written in the document by Grant. If he had conducted any form of due diligence, he would have known that the information Grant has written in the document was incorrect. For example, Grant had written against the category nature of business activities, quote, offshore investment consultants. Now we know the DED, Department of Economic Development, provided a license for his company to trade only as management consultancy. In the category Regulator Authority, he wrote, quote, Department of Economic Development, Dubai. We know, of course, the DED only registers the company and are not regulators. And in the category Business for which regulated, Grant again wrote, quote, Offshore Investment Consulting. Really, what a pair. It told you really how bad this was. They were just spinning the narrative, just writing anything in a legal document. And it was extraordinary stuff. In another email, Philip Vanas is expressing relief and sharing his findings with the rest of his team that in any event, selling trusts and policies in Dubai is not a regulated authority. So, quote, we should be okay. Although in an earlier email, he had confessed that he feared the Neil Grant situation was escalating and of its potential impact. He warned colleagues to adopt a common approach when speaking to investors. And he continues to backtrack. And in another memo, he wrote, I have alerted the Department of Economic Development to the situation and the possibility that the wrong license was issued. Completely contradicting what he wrote and submitted to the public prosecution and the terms of business he has set up with Grant. There was, of course, no copy of a letter or an email in the DSAR package from Philip Vanas to the DED. He was weaseling out of everything and his colleagues never questioned the information he was sharing with them or launched an internal investigation, or at least that's what the DSAR showed. The whole dossier offers a disturbing insight into the company's corporate culture. When you actually see the extent of your financial company's non-action, I think you're going to be shocked because you are paying huge amounts of money for nothing, for no service in return. What repeatedly wrong-footed Neil Grant's novice clients was that he deliberately involved you in these non-standard entities, which were never required. You don't know at the time 
that you can set up investment funds directly with the fund management companies and the product providers. And Grant sells you the idea to route it through financial service providers and to hold them in a trust or policy. You agree to his advice because the pitch sounded good and safe and it was part of a long-term savings plan. But you never needed the financial service providers in the first place. You are basically paying the middleman, in this case Guardian, and lining Philip Vanassi's pockets for a transaction between two parties and paying them a fortune for it. And you were handing them fees for no reason except to keep the investment funds in the trust. These policies and trusts that have been sold to you via your financial advisor only work in favour of their stakeholders and you realise you aren't one of them. It is the single deadliest product on the financial advisory market. Nothing else comes close. So it has been an eye-opener. Well, no, a shock to the system. This isn't okay. We're sold these trusts and policies with the view that they are expertly managed and will gain wealth over their lifetime. And this will never happen. And above that, it's crazy that I have to mount a 13-week-long process in another country to get information on my trust, on my money. So those are two things you could do to gather information on your financial situation if you feel stuck, confined and imprisoned by your current financial investment circumstances before engaging with a lawyer. If you want to see a copy of the letter I sent to Guardian Asset Management to use as a template requesting information under the DSAR, feel free to contact me at businesssculpting.com forward slash contact us. Send us your details and we can send you a copy straight away. My thanks to you for listening. We'll have more episodes on the Expats in Dubai show for you next week. On Mondays, join us for the Great Fraud Fightback series where we discuss topics related specifically to the financial advisor industry. And on Thursdays, join us where we bring you episodes on wider community topics. See you then.